Hello, everyone. Tuesday morning's a good day to be alive in Christ. I'm George Watkins, and we made it through Christmas one more time. I have a collection of uh, <clears throat> Christmas items that I have decorated with for quite a while. Little small houses that you set, you know, on your table or make a little village out of and a little train I put up. Well, I pulled out the electric knife to cut the ham. We, we had ham tonight and roast and or you know, <laughs> last night. Now, <clears throat> I looked on the back of that box and I have been cutting meat at Christmas and Thanksgiving for 25 years with that knife. Now, what does that have to do with the message that the Holy Spirit has for us today? Well, I'll tell you what. Every time, <laughs> every time I open that box up, another year has gone by and it speaks to me about the preciousness of each day. <clears throat> 25 years seems like a lifetime for a 10, 15, 20 year old person. But when you begin to get up in the stratosphere in your age, it's just a section of your life. But if you had to have, if you didn't have that section, there would be a foundational stone that would be missing in your life. Now, it doesn't have to be 25 years. It could be two years. God sent us <clears throat> by way of the Holy Ghost to a church in Southern California in 1974 or three, something like that. And <clears throat> we had been traveling through the nation, um, ministering. We'd been to Canada ministering. So we hadn't gone international yet. I had worked with my father in a couple of different churches as his assistant and youth pastor and so forth. Well, God sent us in this two-year period in Southern California to a great charismatic church. It did it put a foundational stone in me in my under my feet. If I had not have had that, those two years, I would not be on the pathway I am now. Now that's the way I see it looking back. At the time, I wondered, why am I here? Well, I enjoyed it. It was a great experience. But I began to be, you know, anxious. I wanted to preach and go and do. Well, eventually God released me into the next season. It's, it's so interesting that in the middle of a, of a training session, most time we don't see the purpose until we get out of it. Now, I just encourage some of you that may be in the middle of one of those training sessions. You say, how, why did God put me here? Why am I going through this? And I'll tell you what, miserable feelings can be a part of the process. Why? Because it begins to do something in us that purifies us. When you become miserable, you realize, hey, there's some, <laughs> there's something needs to be dealt with in me. 
You learn to give that back to God. You learn to go to prayer. You learn to worship. You learn, you learn to find out how to stay in the place of joy and peace. And when that happens, bamo, <laughs> it seems like it's over. They tell the story of Bob Jones, one of our <clears throat> great, uh, wonderful prophets. He was a special prophet in the last decades, actually. He's gone to be with Christ. <clears throat> he died in one of his uh, episodes of <laughs> of uh, of dying. He died two or three times. And he went, to, he went to God and God said, Bob, did you learn to love? Well, I, if I remember the story right, Bob didn't know if he had or not. Well, he went back. God sent him back. And in the process of those next years he had, he learned to love. So there's things in each of our seasons that we learn. Uh, I think, and I believe I know, <laughs> according to scripture, if you don't get it right the first time, you get to go around the mountain one more time. Children of Israel had to, they kept marching until they finally found, you know, found their place and realized what God was doing. You will go through the trial or the problem over and over until you realize, hey, I need to submit this to the Lord. Okay, I didn't, that's not my teaching today, but it's, it's pretty good stuff. <laughs> Holy Spirit always comes up with appropriate things. Someone listening right now needed to hear that, and I bless you in Jesus' name. I'm, uh, I'm thinking today, he's been on my spirit, the woman at the well and the coming of Jesus. Now, we just went through Christmas, and again, we celebrate the babe. Uh, I'd like to think we don't worship an image, obviously. We're not doing that. We're remembering and honoring and talking about the coming of the Messiah, all the miracles that took place with that, uh, with the birth of the, you know, the virgin birth and so forth. And because of the coming of the baby, we're reminded of why Jesus came and so forth. But all of that early days was just foundational stuff. He had to have the growth period. Scripture says Jesus grew in stature and, and uh, wisdom and favor with God, a favor with man and favor with God. So he had a process of growing. You and I do too. Even, even as young, young people, you know, we, we think we're ready to win the world at 15 or 20. One of the, uh, one of the uh, <laughs> things we're seeing is these uh, young college people that have been in a under a professor that has put a lot of <clears throat> craziness in their head. They think that they know what the world's all about. They've only been here 16, 18 years. And they want to tell a person that's been here seven or eight or 10, you know, seven or eight decades, 10 in some cases, what the world's all about. That's, that's the important thing that growth does to us in the spirit. We're young in the spirit. We don't, we think we know everything in the spirit. 
And God says, wait a minute now, I'm just preparing you for your season. Jesus didn't come to be a baby in the manger. He had to be that. He didn't come even to heal the sick and raise the dead. He did that to show the Father's glory. Everything he did, he was representing the Father. All that was so wonderful. I, I love that. I've been doing that all my life. <laughs> as far as praying for the sick and praying for the uh, raising of the dead. Amen. I've prayed for several people that I expected to get up and I prayed in faith. Okay, leave it there. <laughs> Amen. Now, all of that's important, but Jesus didn't come to this earth just to do that. He came to die on the cross. He came to go through the garden. He came to suffer. He came to give himself as the sacrifice. Why? Because the mission of Jesus was coming. The foundation of what made it possible for him to go to the cross started right after his baptism. At 30, we see him at 12 when he's in the temple talking to the priest. They're, they're aghast. How could this kid know anything? And we see him then the next time at 30 walking up to John the Baptist. And, in, and just as soon as that was over, the spirit led him, drove him into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for 40 days. Now, <laughs> oh, Lord, I want to be in the ministry, and then I want to have a great big ministry, and I want everybody to like me, and I want to preach to great crowds. Yeah, okay. Jesus came to win the world, and the first thing he did was go to the wilderness to be tempted. Why? This was all preparation for the big moment, the big grand finale, the cross, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension to the Father. Oh, my friend, I tell you, I love every aspect of Jesus' life. Thank God for the Gospels. They show us the details of some of his days. Scripture says if all the, you know, the books in the world couldn't hold everything that that God did through Jesus. Well, that's, that's, that's a lot of works. That's a lot of miracles. But the moment he stepped into that courtroom and they put the stripes on his back, his big day started. For the scripture says in John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That was the purpose that Jesus came. I celebrate the baby. I celebrate the man, Jesus, who walked the shores of Galilee, healing the sick. I, I, I emanate him. I want to walk in his shoes. But the purpose that he came was to save the world. And he did it. He did it through his sacrifice and his resurrection. And he took the keys of, the, of, of death and hell out of the hands and the grip of the enemy. And he gave us the right to stand in victory and freedom. That's the purpose of this whole Christmas season is to remember why Jesus came. Amen. Isn't that something? The message of the gospel. And they call it the good news for a purpose and for a reason. <laughs> you imagine going to a prison, walking up to a prisoner that's in jail for life, 
and saying, hey, I'm here to paint your cell a new color. Going to give you some a new seat to sit in. Uh, well, I don't think that's the thing that's going to bring him the greatest joy. What would bring the greatest joy is to take the door off that cell and say, your debt has been paid. You're free to go. That's what the gospel is all about. And that's what we declare is that you have been freed. Everybody that you see has already been freed. They may be living under bondage. They may be living under a, dece a, a deceptive lifestyle. The devil is still lying to them. But Jesus set them free on the cross. And the gospel is that message. Come on home. Your debt's been paid. Wow. Well, I love you guys. I'll see you in the morning. It's going to be a great day tomorrow. So we'll rejoice together then. Until that time, if you haven't subscribed or liked us on Facebook, checked out our Rumble. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your good prayers and the finances that you have sent. Some of you goes in the right place at the right time. It's a blessing. Bless you. Until then, till tomorrow, hey, you're the one God called to live in victory. See you then.